Question, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. If you could have now this is like a this is like a super cliche question. Everybody asks this question. But mm-hmm. if you could have one superpower, what superpower would you have? I would say I mean the obvious one is flying, right? Doesn't everyone say that? Because you avoid traffic. That is you don't really have to pay for gas, you don't have to pay for a car. That's true. That's true. I would go with super speed. Uh, I've always been a big flash guy also, but uh, I think it'd be cool just to get from point A to point B really fast and also good for the metabolism. It keeps you in shape. I mean, look at the flash. That dude's cut. Not like, you know, not ripped like the rock, but he's cut. He's got probably got calves of stone, that guy. Come on. That's true. I mean, that's that's just where I'm coming from. That's from a guy who wants to drop a couple LBs. That's just where I'm coming from. I'd like to have that option to just run wherever I want and back. I mean, I would need to have good snowshoes probably living in the Northeast uh, in case I'm running in the snow. But I think I would go with super speed. You're going with flying. Is that correct? I would go, I would go flying, yeah. I yeah. think that'd be fun. That would create some funny mishaps in case we ever went to each other's houses. Like, oh, you flew? Oh, I ran. And then like half a second later, we're back where we're supposed to be because we're yeah, super fast. It, it, would be, it would be fun. Then it wouldn't have to be crossing state lines. It could just be... That's true. I don't know what it would be at this at that point. I think we walked into that name, crossing super lines. Yes, that would be a, exactly. Rebrand the podcast. Got got to get Colin Howarth on the blower. Get a new get a new logo from him. <laughs> the highway sign I, doesn't work for that one. <laughs> I still love I still love that logo. Shout out to oh Colin. my god! Shout out Colin eternally. That logo is absolute fire. Oh my god, dude! I'm so happy every time I look at it. I smile. It's great stuff. Uh, but Dave, we are back. It is episode oh god one ninety three. And uh, we're doing a little MCU news talk, and we're also going to, uh, towards the end of the podcast, uh, fan cast the Fantastic Four reboot. So uh, that'll be, I think, the last movie we talk about that's got a confirmed date. There's a few things up in the air, TV show-wise and movie-wise, that we'll get to down the line. But uh, Dave did us the uh, the honor of creating this incredible Google Doc with uh, all the dates of when these come out, whether it's TV or a movie, And because uh, God knows I, I would probably forget um, but we are, looks like we're going to start in, uh, obviously in 2021, we're going chronologically. Uh, so Dave, the first thing here, and it's coming up on us fast, just less than a month away is WandaVision. They dropped a new trailer for it. And as expected, it looks like that Wanda Maximoff is just losing her mind. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks pretty good. I, I don't know where you stood on this, but I know this to me was never really, I was never like super, super excited for it, but I also wasn't like blacking it out like oh i don't want to see it it was kind of like one of those i'm interested to see where they go with it but also like i'm not super super invested like i would be in some of the other shows and this 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 is more applicable to a couple of those shows we'll be talking about in a few minutes but this is a it, marvel has i tweeted this out too when this whole thing with the disney investors day was going on uh the did as they call it in the industry and by that i mean nobody uh <laughs> Uh, I tweeted out, but Marvel has this cycle where they they announce something that sounds underwhelming. Then we get like tidbits. I was like, oh, that that sounds cool, but like really, I'm not that excited for it. Then they drop a trailer, and we're like, okay, well, it's gonna be great, just like everything Marvel does, pretty much, except for, like at least in the past whatever eight nine years. <clears throat> but they released a the first trailer for it. I think it was maybe a couple months ago or a month ago. It was good. Then they released this one, and it's it's like Wanda's mind is just like falling apart, and it's setting up that uh, a movie we'll touch on later, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie, which is bound to be a conduit for uh, some other things that's uh, that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, but 
that is uh, that that's what I got for WandaVision. I'm excited for it. Um, if you want to do like a scale of one to ten, I'm probably like a seven for this, just because it's new MCU content and it's coming like in a month. So that's why I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I think it's nice to actually have something new to look forward to. Like we have non MCU news. We have Wonder Woman, obviously, which we'll be reviewing on a later date, but. Um, this is really the first piece of MCU news for a while, or new MCU product for a while. So yeah. as far as excitement, I, I mean, normally I'd say like a five or a six, but it's probably like a 10 just to have something new to watch in, in that realm. I'm trying to be a little little objective on it. I'm trying to be like, all right, I'm not like fully excited for it, but like I'm definitely going to watch it when it drops. Like there's no doubt about it. This is so, this, this must be so how Mandalorian to- fans feel. Let me ask you this then: mm. Is this is this an opening day watch? Like, is the first episode that it drops? Oh, yeah. Are you watching it? Oh yeah, absolutely. First okay, chance yeah. I get, I'm watching it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, next we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier that starts up on in March of next year, uh, which I would hope is a better March than 2020 was. But we have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which comes out March 2021. We got our first look at it, and I kept sh- it was like a minute long clip, and I just kept shouting at the screen. Show him with the shield. Show him in the Captain America uniform. That's all I want to see. Like, just show me. Like, that's all I want to see. I know that's, like, a big reveal, but that's what I want to see. It was it was a good tease. I mean, it's what I expected. The, the you know, the tit for tat with, the, you know, going back and forth between Bucky and Sam. Like, they don't like each other. We get it. They're the odd couple. But I'm... I'm moderate. I'm pretty excited for this. I mean, I would like to get a little bit more of a taste. I mean, WandaVision had two trailers. This only had really one. It's more like a special look than a trailer. But I'm I'm still excited for it because it seems to have that Captain America the Winter Soldier feel like like spy thriller esque kind of tone to it. So that gives me hope. Yeah, I think I'm definitely more excited for this one than WandaVision. Um, just because I think these characters are more exciting to me. Uh, but I think overall, we do, we do need to see more of a look at this. And I'm sure they'll, they'll produce a trailer or something probably in early January, maybe one more in February to kind of rev up the gears for everyone. But it will be really interesting because WandaVision is going to take us directly into this. I'm guessing they'll probably release so many episodes and it will time up that the last episode is like either the week of Falcon and the Winter Soldier drops or the week before, somewhere around there. So I'm very interested to see that. And obviously, like you said, the spy thriller aspect of it, like kind of like the Winter Soldier movie, which is really one of the only movies in the MCU that's it's kind of differentiated by the fact that it's really a thriller. It's really not even a superhero movie. It's mostly a thriller. Yeah. Um, and I think that aspect is exciting to everyone because of... Those movies are seem to be all the rage right now, especially, I mean, I love them, but they seem to be very popular. For sure. No, I'm excited for it. So a scale of 1 to 10, I'll just give this one an 8 because I was a little more excited for it in the first place than WandaVision, so I'm going to give it an 8. Yeah, so I gave WandaVision, I think, a 5 or a 6 based on the actual quality that I think we'll have. I'm going to give this an 8 as well. I think this is probably the TV show I'm most looking forward to from the MCU. Okay, all right. Next up, we have the uh, Black Widow, which is a, uh, a movie film that comes out May 7th, 2021. The next MCU installment, the 24th movie in the MCU. And I know Sean Clayton very much is looking forward to this. Uh, he's a big Black Widow fan. Shout out friend of the podcast, Sean Clayton, and Jeopardy contestant. It's a... I, I, I'm, I was never super excited for this movie, especially since 
it only, I mean, it was the first one of Phase 4, which is a term we haven't used in forever because we were like, oh, Phase 4 is going to start up, and now Phase 4 is taking forever um, for obvious reasons and understandable reasons. But I'm a little bit more excited than I was to start just because we've been waiting so long for something new. I'm not, I mean, the trailer's been good. Uh, it seems like the story's going to be pretty good. I like Taskmaster being in it. That's going to be pretty awesome to see on, on screen. Um, so I'm I'm probably in the area of either a soft seven or a hard six. Like, that's where I am with this movie. I, I think this movie, when I first heard it, I was not super thrilled about it because Black Widow, I think, is just an okay character to me. I don't think that she wows me or, or does anything super special that makes me want to like really go out and see that movie right away like I would with maybe Iron Man or or even Thor after Ragnarok, especially, or Guardians, something like that. But, uh, I mean, I think, again, it's going to be a really cool movie, I think, to see. It's going to be like kind of like an action kick-ass kind of movie, and I think that that's pretty exciting. But the one thing I'm interested to see is how this movie ends and how that spins yeah. off into... What that what that means in the universe and where that places it? Yep. Because this could be the last time we see Black Widow. Cause if I'm not mistaken, I think the first movie of Phase Three was, I want to say, it was Ant Man. I could be wrong. Um, wasn't it? Wasn't it Iron Man Three? No, that might have been the first movie. Of, that was the first movie of Phase Two because the Avengers ended Phase One. Right. And then okay, Iron Man right. Three started Phase Two. I think Ant-Man was the one that started Phase 3, but I could be wrong about that. Um, that that sounds right date-wise. But that's that's only a couple of years, so that's why I'm confused now. Um, okay, list of MCU movies. You guys have seen the, all the work behind the... Uh, all the kind of we, have to get our, we have to get our IT department on it. We do. Um, okay, I don't need the chronological timeline. I don't need that. Thank you. Uh, it's funny, we, we couldn't find that when we were trying to look at like the movies in order, and now everyone has it. Oh, sweet Jesus. This is a very intense graphic. Oh, my God. What is this? This is like some... This is ridiculous. Um, so I'm going to do more research on that as we go along. But moving on, uh, Dave, what's your what's your excitement level on, on Black Widow, number-wise? I would give it... I would say like a six. I would say yeah. it's exciting, but it's not... It's not going to, like, really, really excite me. Next up, we have the show that's coming out May 2021 that we get our first look at during Disney Investors Day, and that's Loki, which we knew almost nothing about. Uh, and then we got this little spot for it to give us an idea of what's going to be coming down the pipeline. And literally the only thing I pulled away from this trailer is Gray Owen Wilson. Yeah, that's literally kind of the only thing that stood out. Jarring. Yeah, it's very weird to see him not like with blonde hair and not like looking like a college kid on winter break, on like spring break with his like flowy shirt and like baggy shorts, sort of like he has in every movie. By the way, uh, yes. So the end of phase movies have been the Avengers. Ant Man ended phase two. Civil War okay. started phase three, and then Endgame ended phase. Uh, fa- I'm sorry, Far From Home ended phase three. So okay, all right. So yeah, so Loki. Uh, yeah, my reaction to Gray Owen Wilson, to quote the man himself, was, wow, that was pretty much what I thought when I saw that. Um, it looks like Loki's going to get himself into a lot of trouble, as he is wont to do. And he's. I like that it picks off pretty much where we left off in Endgame. That was pretty cool. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's this is one of the series that I think both me and you talked about it, and we weren't super super excited for it. I I think that some of these TV shows. I understand the concept of what they're trying to do and how they're trying to replicate certain characters and keep them in the MCU and keep everyone invested and interested and introduce new people, new storylines, whatever. But I always thought like this show is kind of just not going to be a super fun one for me. I thought, I I feel like it's going to be good obviously because everything they do is good, but I don't think I'm blown away by anything and that hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, I think this is probably the one I'm least excited for. I'm still going to watch it. I'm going to give it, I'm going to say a five is where I'm at on this one. That's like a soft five too. I'm going to watch it like I will with everything because I'm a sheep, but I'm not like jazzed up for it. This might actually be one that I wait a couple days to watch because I'm not like super excited for it. Yeah, I'm also, I would say either a four or five. I'm I'm not super excited for it. Yeah. And this might be one where I wait for a couple episodes and I watch a couple and then take a few days off and yeah. watch another couple. Yeah, especially if they're doing weekly drops. I might, I might like, watch the first one day of, but then, like, maybe wait a couple days on the second one or whatever, depending on what I, I like about it. Uh, all right, so up next, we have July 9th, 2021, is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Or, yeah, uh, that that's coming out. That, I think that was supposed to come out. Was that moved up or was that moved back? Was it supposed to be next, this February? Wasn't it supposed to be this February? I think it was moved back. Back. Yeah, I think it was. I, I guess back a few months. Yeah, it's weird because the next movie we're going to talk about, The Eternals, was supposed to come out before Shang Chi, and now it's going to come out after Shang Chi. So those movies have, have nothing to do with each other, um, rightfully so, I guess. But Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, this is a character people have been clamoring for in the MCU, and it's a great movie. Uh, I'm really looking forward to. I think a lot. There's a lot of mystery surrounding it because I'm not sure where they're going to go with the story. But I know Shang-Chi is a great character. Aquafina's in it. I love Aquafina. Uh, so I'm actually going to have a hard eight on this one. I'm pretty excited for Shang-Chi. I'm very excited for it. I would also give it an eight. Uh, I think this is going to be a really fun movie. And I think part of the fun is also the unknown. And certain certain movies and shows that works for. And I think this is one of them. I, I think it's, it's interesting what way they're going to take it. It's a lot of new aspects to the MCU that they're going to add, I think. And it's certainly similar to Doctor Strange, whereas we don't really know a lot about it, but I think the details we do know make us excited to want to know more. And I think the trailer will hopefully confirm that whenever that comes, I'm sure, in the next couple months. Yeah. So if we got... I'm trying to gauge like when we'll get a trailer for this. Um, so Maybe what, the Super Bowl? I So like Endgame came out in April. The first trailer dropped in... Uh, December, so that's like five months. So yeah, you're probably looking at the Super Bowl, Dave. That's a good point. Yeah, you're probably looking at the Super Bowl for the first look at Shang Chi. That would not surprise me at all. That yeah, would I, I I just wonder if that movie is big enough for a draw. Like the the end oh, game in, so. in Infinity War. You think so? I think so, and I also think you might get you might not get the first trailer, but you might get the first look at the Eternals too. I think you'd get a teaser, yeah. yeah. Uh, because that's that's you're talking nine months out for that one. Uh, good, good segue to the Eternals, which was supposed to come out like a month ago, uh, but obviously got pushed because of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I am super excited for this movie. I'm a big Kumail Nanjiani fan. They have a really, really solid cast for this movie. I'm also going to go an eight here, um, because there are a couple of reservations I have is can they capture that same kind of guardians feel of that really literally out of this world story they're telling? Like, can it make me feel the same way? There's a lot of variables here. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm still really excited for this movie. 
I'm a, I'm gonna say a nine. I'm gonna actually go above you on this one. I, okay. I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, I think there's only looking at it. I think there's maybe one or two movies that I'm more excited for than this on the whole list. So, yeah. um, I'm very excited to see how what they make of this and how, especially Kumal Nanjiani, like you said, plays into this because I think over the last year or two, especially his career has kind of really taken another step up. Uh, especially with all the movies and stuff he's done. He and was in, I think it was Love Birds on Netflix. Yes. It was really good. I did not see that, but I heard it was very good. Yeah, that's that was very good. I was very, very surprised how good that was. He's also shredded now. Yeah, he was, what was he on? He was in something before this, before he was cast in this. What was he in that? Oh, you're thinking of that, uh, the classic 2019 comedy Stuber. <laughs> no, what was wasn't he in something before this to get he had to get shredded for and then he was oh, like no it, no it was this okay yeah, I thought it, I thought there was something it, in between it, it was this <laughs> it was okay. this. Marvel wants you shredded they'll get you shredded um, so Dave it's funny you mentioned a few movies that I'm more excited for than this one because we have our first hard ten on this list and that is this Sp- is easily a ten for both of us. That is Spider Man three, which we don't have a title for yet. Probably won't get. It. We'll probably get a title if this is actually coming out December seventeenth of next year. Uh, we'll probably get a title for it soon. I'd have to imagine. Uh, I, I can almost guarantee you the word home will be somewhere in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know why we're so excited for this. That's because almost every villain that's ever been in Spider Man, any of the three. Uh, adaptations, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or, or this one with Tom Holland, is going to be in this movie. Pretty much everybody but Topher Grace has been invite, invited back to this. Like, it's this is one of the movies I I uh, mentioned before. This is an easy ten for me. I love Tom Holland as Spider Man. All the the villains are having in this. I know J.K. Simmons is having a much bigger role in this as well. Um, this there's just a lot in this movie, and we're gonna also see. Uh, I think it was Brandon Davis had mentioned when they said uh, Garfield and Maguire and Emma Stone, Emma Stone and um, what's her name, who played Mary Jane and the with Tom with oh, Tobey Maguire, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten yes. Dunst, yeah, I believe. I mean, um, she's, I, she must. I think no, Tobey Maguire is still negotiating to come back, but I mean, come he, on, they'll get him. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's Sony. It's like the only thing they have. They'll get him. And I believe. Brandon Davis had said that he expects it to be sort of like a, like sort of like Spider Verse. Obviously, they tap into that, but yeah. like another realm, Spider like talks to him or something from a different dimension. And I'm not, um, I'm not and, sure if I know. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I think I think that'd be really cool to see. I'm not sure if you follow Daniel Reitman on Twitter. Do you know who that is? He's I know a, who that is. I don't know if I follow. I don't think a, I follow him. He's, he's like an invaluable source on on comic book reporting, and he tweeted out that every one of the villains is getting a costume redesign, which just, like, shot me through the roof. That's Definitely amazing. needed, too. Oh, like, I, like yeah, like, the, like, Green Goblin, there's no way they were going to let him come back looking like what he did in 2000. Like, there was no way that was going to happen because he looked ridiculous. But, like, Alfred Molina with a new Doc Ock suit, like, that, it, it's going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait for this movie, full on ten, no doubt about it. This is this is what I think that like almost breaks the scale. It's like a, like an eleven for me. Um, and and who who's directing? Is it John Watts? Yeah, I believe it's John Watts again. Okay, I mean, yeah. there's been reservations from some people. Like, is Sony too involved with the movie? Are they trying to like overstuff it? But 
literally the only reason I'm not concerned about that is because Marvel is involved. Like, I know Kevin Feige won't let them screw this up. So just him being attached to it makes me feel better. This, I mean, the reason they made the deal is because Feige knows what he's doing and he'll make the most money they can make out of this yeah. because he'll make it the best they can. Uh, and because of that, I'm, if I see Feige's name attached to it, he won't put out a bad product. Uh, he hasn't done that since like Iron Man 3, so that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, next up, Dave, we have What If, which does not have an official release date, but it looks like it's coming next uh, in 2021. That's the animated show, uh, which has a really cool comic book-esque uh, animation style to it. Um, and it's asked, what if you know, like Peggy Carter was Captain America instead? But that was like the only one we really knew ahead of time. They gave us a little taste of other ones. And the one that really stood out to me was what if T'Challa was abducted by Yondu instead and he became Star-Lord? That seemed really cool to me. That seems like an interesting, very interesting thought. Um, This was one I wasn't sure about, but I think it's actually going to be kind of fun. I think I'm probably a little more excited for this than than maybe Loki especially. I was was probably a five before I saw the trailer. I'm probably a seven now. And I, I think the animated aspect of it is really cool. And because um, it's animated, I think they got every single voice actor to voice the character, too. I'm yeah, wasn't sure. um, RDJ signed up for that, I think? I think everybody did, yeah. I think everybody voices yeah. the characters, yeah. Yeah, um, so I, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, I'd give it a 7. What are you giving it? I would give it a, I would give it a 7 as well, yeah. Next up, we have Hawkeye, which ironically is probably the one I'm looking forward to the least. Uh, well, that was until Haley Steinfeld got attached, but this is uh, obviously about Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner's in it. Haley Steinfeld's in it as Kate Bishop. Before that news, I was probably like a three on this, and then she joined it, and now I'm at least a six because she's really good. She's good in almost everything she does, um, and she can bring an added element because really it's just people shooting a bow and arrow, so you got to have something else there. Um, you got to have like some sort of chemistry or personality, and I think she definitely brings that. Yeah, if I had, uh, I, I would say this is one show I'm probably still less excited for than Loki. I would probably give this maybe like a four or five. Um, I just, I don't think that Hawkeye is like a superhero really that I really care about that much. And I just think overall, like Haley Steinfeld is the reason why anyone will even really consider like it being really exciting because she's awesome. But I just think like Jeremy Renner and Hawkeye's character in general, like, I know Renner's a pretty good actor, and they did a good job casting. Like, they got someone that is valued in the industry, and he's a good actor. But, like, to me, this this just isn't that exciting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll probably give it – I'll still give it a six just because I like Haley Seinfeld, and I've been a big Hawkeye stand for, like, ever. So I got to roll I gotta roll with my crew, Dave. So I'm going to give it a six. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing we have for 2021 is Miss Marvel, which um, is about – the eponymous Miss Marvel. Uh, she's a teenage superhero, and she is really elastic. And uh, I believe this is an in- Inhumans tie-in because the only, really the only things I know about Miss Marvel are from um, the video, the Marvel, the Avengers video game. She's Pakistani. Uh, she thinks she's maybe fourteen or fifteen years old. Kamala Khan is her name, and she's really cool. She's very funny in the video game. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how it, it gets translated into into television. I, I, they showed during the preview on Disney Investors Day all the people involved, and I think the, the team they have, they're going to make a really good series. I think this is one that's really going to sneak up on people. I think it's a very interesting concept, and I think to have definitely a new character kind of 
jump into the MCU is going to be exciting, especially where they lead her in this next next phase and the, the next phase after that, because you don't really know how they're going to tie that show in. Obviously, they're going to tie in most of the shows. Like, What If is obviously not tied into the MCU, but most of these shows, if not all of them, are going to be. And I think it will be very, very interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, they cast uh, Iman Volani to play Miss Marvel, and they... It was nice. They showed, I don't know if you were watching it today, but they showed the video of her getting the news from Kevin Feige and everybody. It was very nice, very heartwarming. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll give it a, I'll give it a seven just because I want to know more about it, get a trailer, and then I'll probably be up to like an eight or a nine by that point, but I'm at seven right now. I would say definitively right now I'm at probably a five or a six just because I don't know that much about it. Yeah. Um, I think the idea of it is really cool, and if, if it's as good as it, as it sounds and th- I think it will be, I'd say it's probably like an eight for me. Dave, we're getting into a lot of nines and tens now. We're into 2022, my friend. Yeah, this is so, this is the good. Spider Man was the the big ticket yeah. item in 2021. We got we got several is, big ticket items in 2022. So yeah, first this, off, March this year might be just a, a constant ten. March 25th, 2022 <laughs> is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we it's confirmed that WandaVision is going to tie into this movie, which has been giving people thoughts that maybe she'll be the villain in this movie somehow, uh, which would be cool. But Doctor Strange hasn't had his own movie in six years. I know Dave doesn't give a shit because Dave hates Doctor Strange. But uh, I liked that movie. I liked it. Did not love it. We'll get more into that when we do our ultimate rankings in, a, in about a month. But I'm really excited for this. A, because the title's outrageous. And B, because it sounds like it can go in so many different directions. Yeah, I'm, this is a 10 for me. Easily very excited for it because it's going to be a very different type of movie they'd already uh, tease that it was going to be sort of like a horror sci-fi kind of movie, which to me is very exciting. I think that'd be really cool to add that element to the MCU. And I think to have WandaVision tie in with Doctor Strange, those two powers kind of coincide with different things. And I think if she's the villain, that'd be incredible. I think that'd be an amazing movie. But I mean, this is a 10. This is going to be really fun to see. And it's the special effects are going to be awesome too. I'm, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to hold off on 10 just because I'd, I'd like to get a little bit more info about where the story's going to go and uh, how they're going to work everybody into it and what I, – I, I want. Get, believe me, once we get a trailer, I'll be at a full 10. But right now I'm at a 9. So uh, when we get a trailer in about a year, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. At minimum year. But what is a full 10 comes out May 6, 2022, and that is Thor Love and Thunder, which uh, confirmed – uh, we have the God Butcher himself, Christian Bale, in this movie. He'll be coming to the MCU. Um, Natalie Portman's back. Obviously, uh, Chris Hemsworth is back. I believe the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in this movie as well. So, I mean, this movie is the is a is a full ten. There's zero doubt about it. A full ten, absolutely. Yeah, this is. I mean, Taika's directing it. You have all. You have the huge cast back again. You have. I mean. This movie's gonna be awesome. We've Natalie Portman. I mean, this movie's this movie has everything. This is this is this and Spider Man probably the two I'm most looking forward to. Um, they're just they they're gonna be really exciting. I'm easily. Ab- ten. I'm absolutely shocked they got Natalie Portman to come back. Shocked. I am too. I, I I didn't think there was any way. Shocked, especially when you see that picture of her holding the hammer up at Comic Con last year, and she looked so uncomfortable. I was like, she's gonna leave this movie. And I was like, all right, well, I guess that paycheck must be pretty big. Uh, but yeah, that'll it be cool be, because it must be an enormous paycheck. Because we're not used to seeing funny Thor on the same screen as Jane Foster. He was always that very stoic Shakespearean Thor, but now we'll actually like kind of be awkward and probably joking around and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, full ten, no doubt about it. 
Uh, next up, July 8th, 2022, is Black Panther 2. Kevin Feige confirmed they're not recasting the role. So, I mean, to me, the obvious route would be to have Shuri take over as the Black Panther. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. She's, I mean, Leticia Wright is a fantastic actress. She's very funny. And I think, I think it'd be a no-brainer, but I'm, I think there's so many different directions this movie could go in. I know I've said that a lot about a lot of them, but this one's in a unique situation because obviously, you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, and it's just a role that you cannot fill again. Um, so Ryan Coogler definitely has his hands full seeing where this movie goes, but I have faith in him. Yeah, this movie is going to be really good. Ryan Coogler's directing it again. You have to have faith that he's going to come up with something really cool. And I'm sure he's been racking his brain with how he wants to handle this all. Uh, I don't think it's anyone's surprise that they're not recasting T'Challa. That that seemed pretty obvious of a choice. Um, but I think until we get more information on this movie, you probably have to sit around a six or a seven um, just to wait and see. I mean, the only reason it's that high is because you trust Ryan Coogler to come up with some creative storyline and make it really fun. And Letitia Wright is obviously awesome in her own right, so I have no doubt that she'll be awesome, but I'm interested to see where they take it. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely excited to see where it goes. Uh, I'm going to give it right now, I'll give it an 8 right now. That sounds good, yeah. 6 or a 7 for me, I'd say. Uh, yeah, for sure. Next up, Dave, our first R-rated MCU movie, which would be Deadpool 3. Uh, th- I might be unique in this one because I love Deadpool and I love what Ryan Reynolds has done with the character. I'm a full 10 on this one. I'm an absolute 10 on I this. I don't even I need to know Deadpool. the plot. Don't even need to know the plot. I really don't even care. I, I don't need to know anything about this movie. They don't have to show me a trailer. I- I'll just walk into the theater and, and watch it. I think this movie is going to be hysterical. Ryan Reynolds is a great fit in this role and his... Um, his creative and humor-filled personality is perfect for this role, perfect for giving input and having say over creative decisions. Uh, this is a 10. Yeah, and just the fact that, like you said, Ryan Reynolds has complete like creative control over this character, and I love both Deadpool movies, so I'm, I'd be shocked to see that. I mean, and there's going to be so many Disney in-jokes, too. Can you, like, the over-under's got to be, like, 30 and a half. Oh, for sure. This, I mean, they're going to have so many jokes. It's, uh, but I, I think the biggest scare that we had was not knowing first if they were going to do a Deadpool movie and if they were, if, how long they were going to wait. I think once we knew that there was going to be a Deadpool movie, we knew it would be rated R just from the success. They wouldn't want to change it. Um, but now that we've, con- we've had it confirmed, I was surprised at how fast and aggressive they were with the timeline, uh, giving it, I think, two years or two years, I think, from now. So... Um, definitely, definitely a fast moving, uh, timeline. Yeah, for, for sure. I'm a full 10. And then we got Captain Marvel 2, Dave. This will also feature Miss Marvel. Uh, so I'm excited to see her get into the, the movie side of the MCU. And obviously Brie Larson back as Carol Danvers. So, uh, this, this is, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. Obviously the details are very scant at this point. It's not coming out for another two years. Um, but, uh, where do you, where do you fall in this movie? I would say I'm I'm somewhat excited. I thought Captain Marvel the first one was good to introduce the character and give the backstory, but I thought it was a little underwhelming. I thought I mean I thought it was an okay to good movie. I didn't think it was a great movie. Uh, I would say I'm I'm some I'm very I'm somewhat excited. I want to hear some more details on it. I want to hear what their plans are for this movie and where it fits in the next phase as far as 
who's in this movie. Like, I'm sure they're going to have some sort of crossovers. You mentioned Miss Marvel. I'm sure she'll be in it, which will be cool to see. So I'd give it maybe a six, I'd say six. Six? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm probably there with you. I'll probably give it a seven. Um, I'll give it a seven. I think seven is fair. Uh, moving on to She-Hulk, the last thing of 2022. No confirmed date for it yet. Um, Dave, what's our what's our temperature on She-Hulk? I think it would be cool. I know Mark Ruffalo is going to be in some of the episodes. He already mentioned that. Um, I think that would be really cool to see. I think both of them in one TV show will be kind of awesome. Uh, we don't really know a whole lot about it, so it's tough to give a lot of information on it, but I know that it will probably be fun to watch kind of like the female Hulk roaming around, which will be kind of fun. Um, so I would give it, I'd give it a six because again, I, I don't want to put too much sock into it until I know more details. I would say some absolutely crazy stuff came out of this announcement though, because so you have Tatiana Maslany who is playing the lead, the, the, the title character of She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Mark Ruffalo is back. What blew my mind is Tim Roth is coming back as the abomination, which just absolutely blows my mind. Like, that dude has not been on the screen in the MCU in, by the time this movie comes out, 14 years, and he's coming back out of nowhere. Uh, and then the other thing is that Kevin Feige teased that she'll be helping a lot of superheroes with cases because she's a lawyer, which got everybody, and myself included, thinking, well, is that a tease of Daredevil? Yeah, and, and we, as we already know, Daredevil, I, we didn't mention it, but he's teased to be in Spider-Man 3. I didn't want to mention it because my heart might burst out of my chest, but <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I think it's fair. To, and also for people that are listening that don't know, Netflix's deal with um, conflict of interest as far as Marvel shows expired. So, um, you know, Daredevil, Luke Cage, any anyone that they've done a show with, Jessica Jones, are fair game now for Kevin Feige. Absolutely. Uh, so moving on to 2023, I'll give She-Hulk a, I'll give it a seven as well. I'm, and I'm intrigued, but not super invested. Dave, we got four things in 2023. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium. That is the third Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. I mean, it's a long title, but I got to say, there is no more fitting title for this movie than Quantumanium. Yeah, I, I think this movie is going to be awesome. I know I'm probably in the minority. I, I really enjoyed the Ant-Man movies. Are they the top of the line? No. Yeah, Dave, I'll say something that surprised me in our Ultimate MCU rankings. People don't like Ant-Man. I don't understand how you don't like like the first one with Michael Pena and Paul Rudd. Like That was funny. Like I don't understand what people don't like about that. Oh, yeah. I'll fight anyone that says Paul Rudd's not a delight. I'll do it. Like, um, it's just... It's like, don't go in with thinking it's Endgame or Infinity War, but it's also not going to be Incredible Hulk or Dark World. And unfortunately, we don't have, we have almost no, we have, really not almost, we have no plot details for any of these 2023 movies, but, uh, so we're pretty much just going off name recognition. I'll give this an eight. I'm really excited because I like the Ant-Man movies and I, I'm just giving an extra point for the title, quite honestly. I'm going to give it an eight as well, just because I enjoy Paul Rudd. I think he's awesome in this, in this role. I thought he was extremely well cast and I thought, he was extremely solid in Endgame. Yes. I watched, I rewatched Great. Endgame two days ago. Fantastic um, Endgame, fantastic. And like that scene where he's holding the taco on the bench Shit. and the ship blows it out, yes. blows out the food from the taco, and Hulk gives him an extra one. It's like that is so funny. He didn't even do anything. And he has one of the best lines in the movie too. That's America's ass. That is that is really funny. When I was watching, yeah. I 
when I watched that, I think that was the scene I laughed the most. At. And especially since a lot of your comic relief dusted away in Infinity War, so you needed him there. Um, yeah, exactly. Him and Rocket really provided most of the comic relief. Uh, Dave, I got three tens in a row. First off, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, James Gunn back to direct and write. Ten. And firing him in the first place really screwed the production up for this movie because it was supposed to come out like 2021 20, or 22. Then he got fired, got Suicide Squad, then got this job back. So now this is on the back burner. But that being said, 10, no doubt about it. The fact that he's tied to this movie, all the characters are back, 10. Don't even know, don't need to know the script. Don't need, don't need to know it. anything about it. It's nope. a 10. Nope, don't, don't even care. I'm assuming Thor will show up too. That's just my guess. Uh, that was also, that's May, sorry about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium is February 17th, 2023, tentatively. May 4th, 2023 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then July 28th, 2023 is Blade with Mahershala Ali. That's the only detail we have. That is enough for me ten. to give it a 10. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I love him. I think he's one of the one yeah. of the most unheralded actors right now. I think he's easily an A-list actor and he doesn't get the credit. Mm. He's he's awesome. 10. I, I really don't even care. Like you, I, I don't care what the... I could not care less what the plot is, anything about it. But like, yeah, it's a 10. Full on. Uh, and then the last one, which is, uh, actually, no, Dave, we'll circle back to this one. Let's, let's do the TBD ones first. Uh, so we got all TV shows here. Moon Knight, which reportedly they're looking at Oscar Isaac for this lead role. I'd be very in on that. Yep, me too. Secret Invasion, that is the Nick Fury, um, oh my God, his, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, uh, joint vehicle, uh, uh, Nick Fury and Talos, that is a, uh, scroll thing. That'll be really cool. I'm very excited for that. Ironheart, that'll be cool. That that scene, they didn't really reveal a lot of it, but uh, they they announced that show. And then Armor Wars, another Iron Man themed show with uh, with the War Machine returning. Uh, but those are all cool, Dave. But we got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special too coming up. We think in twenty twenty two. Yeah, this this would be awesome. I, I I think this would this would take the cake out of all those TV shows we just mentioned. This would be amazing. The only question for me is what this would amount to. Like, is this like a one and a half hour special? Is this like a 45 minute special? My guess is it'd be somewhere between an hour and 10 and hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. I think, I think it might be a little less than that. Maybe like an hour, like, you know, one of those like hour specials with commercials. I say like 45, 50 minutes. Um, yeah. because remember they're also shooting a movie with this too, but, uh, yeah, I think that'll be, that'll be dope. I can't wait. Give me any guardians of the galaxy content, especially with James Gunn behind the camera. So, Dave, the last thing, and it was the last thing I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige announced, because people thought, we are going to get something either X-Men or Fantastic Four related. Like, they're going to give us something. And sure enough, we did get something, because Kevin Feige announced November 3rd, 2023, with Peyton Reed of the Ant-Man franchise, I believe, behind the lens, is Fantastic Four. And I nearly leapt out of my couch when I heard this news. First of all, logo looks dope. Uh... And this is a franchise that, as we know, has been done twice and done poorly both times. So can Kevin Feige really turn anything into gold? We will see. But when I heard this, I was like, Dave and I got to do a fan casting. Like, we each have to come to the table with a fan casting for this. And you know what's really hard, Dave, is fan casting an MCU movie because, like, every actor has been in the MCU. Yeah, that's that's literally what I was thinking as I was going through these. And I was like, all right, can't use this person. Can't use this person. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, oh, another bit player. Like, oh, another in a TV show. Like, Invisible Woman, I was like, Haley Steinfeld, boom. Then I was like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> she's Kate Bishop. Uh, unless she's revealed to be a sleeper agent at some point. Um, but anyway, Dave, do you want to start with Mr. Fantastic or do you want to start with Dr. Doom? Um, 
I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick. So we did the four, fan- obviously the Fantastic Four. We also did Doctor Doom because I'm assuming he'll be in this movie at some point. Uh, even though it's debatable whether he can even be adapted to film at all. Um, so Dave, let's start with Mr. Fantastic. Who was your pick for Mr. Fantastic? So I did two people for each. Okay, uh, I did multiple I- for only two of them. I could only think of one for three people. So for Mr. Fantastic, I did either John Krasinski or John David Washington. No, are you kidding me? No, why? Did you? I did John David Washington. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need John David Washington in the MCU. I love that guy. Uh, so why John Krasinski? I just thought he's kind of built up some momentum here as far as like an action kind of guy with Jack Ryan. And he's one of the guys that hasn't been cast in the MCU yet. That's a bigger name. And I figured with kind of... I just thought that he kind of fit in as a big name, but not a big enough name that would draw attention from the main phase characters of MCU. I agree. I'm assuming you have Emily Blunt then as the Invisible Woman. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Do you have any other pick? Who's your other pick for the Invisible Woman? Uh, I also had Char- uh, Charlize Theron. I, th- I, I, I think you'd have to get somebody a little bit younger. I do. Lo- I love Charlize Theron, <laughs> but I went, I went relatively young with all four of my picks for this. Um, so my pi- I have three people for the Invisible Woman. Uh, I have Lana Condor, who played Jubilee in X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, she's in to All the Boys I Loved Before. I think she's a really good actress. She might be, I think she'd be pretty good. Uh, this one's really off the board, but I, I put Ariana Grande down here. And she's done some <laughs> acting before. But I feel like she could be really off the board pick. That would definitely get a lot of people in the seats. Like a lot of her fans would go see it. Uh, I also put Lily James. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her work. I am, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Lily James is my top pick for this. I kind of like the Ariana Grande one off the board a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think, that, I think that'd be a good fit. Um, I don't know. I'm o- I've always been kind of curious because they obviously want to stay away from people that were cast in the previous <clears throat> Fantastic Four movies. Right. Because I was kind of thinking Miles Teller would be a good fit for one of them, but... Obviously can't cast him because his last movie in, the, in this exact same arena was an f- absolute flop. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so The Thing, I have one person listed. Who's your person? You're two people. So I have John Cena and Dominic Purcell. Okay, neither of those people were mine. Uh, so the thing about The Thing is that, if you remember Michael Chiklis, like, he was a big dude, but he wasn't like ripped. He was just kind of a big dude. So I wanted somebody who was bigger, but not like ripped and shredded. So I went with Jesse Plemons. Oh my god! <laughs> can see it though, right? He's a bigger guy. I, I, I can see it. I, I mean, can see it. He's gonna be in makeup most of the time anyway. So no, that's like, true. That's true. I just can't like I can't picture him like with hair. <laughs> Jesse Plemons with so much hair. That's it's true. Just... That's true. But he could lose the hair. I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could put a mask on or whatever to cover it up. But it's just. It's just funny to think about. So, Dave, who were your human torch picks? So, my human torch picks uh, was Dylan O'Brien and Zach Efron, I think, seems to be the prevailing that's pick a, for That's a go. I didn't even pick. think of him. Dylan O'Brien's a sleeper pick. Uh, I went... I love Dylan O'Brien. I went with Joe Keery from Stranger Things. That's a good pick. I like that. I feel like you need a charming guy who's also kind of a douche, and all three people that we named are definitely fit that bill. Uh, but I think I think Zach Efron might win out of all those people for sure. Um, so Doctor Doom, I actually had three people listed for this. 
Uh, so we can ping pong back and forth. Who's your first person? I had Giancarlo Esposito here. Okay, that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. I do like that. Um, my first one. I didn't think this through. My first one's Denzel Washington. <laughs> so his son is gonna be Mr. Fantastic, and he's gonna be the villain. Hey, you got two fantastic actors. I don't think it matters. They can play. They can play it. Who cares? Um, who's your second? So my second pick was Christoph Waltz. That's that's a that's a solid choice. Um, my other pick is somebody that would never be in the MCU. Uh, but could you imagine Robert Dan- De Niro? No. Could you imagine Daniel Day Lewis in this role? Oh my god, he just retired, didn't he? Uh, yeah, but you know, throw a big check at him, he'll come out of retirement. That's true. I, uh, I don't know if he'd come back for an MCU movie though. That's even true. if the check was huge. Who's your third pick? I didn't have a third. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my third is Javier Bardem. That's I, that was what I was thinking about, but I I picked my two guys over him. So so let's let's go through and, and try to do a definitive casting. So we both had John David Washington, so that's <laughs> got to be the pick for Mister Fantastic. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, uh, the Invisible Woman. Who do you think we should go with? I still go with Ariana Grande. Let's do it. Let's do Ariana Grande. So we have we have John David Washington, Ariana Grande, The Thing. Do we want to go Jesse Plemons, John Cena, or I Dominic whoever? Um, I'm good with with any of them. I mean. John Cena, I think, is in Suicide Squad. But yeah, I, I don't right? know if he would do the crossover right now. So I think it'd be the Dominic. Well, who's this? What's this guy's name? I'll look him up real quick. Dominic Purcell. He was in Prison Break. Oh, is he? He's the main, is he the main guy from Prison Break? No, he's the sec. He's the second character. Per. He's, he's kind of a bigger dude. Okay, so he's not like the main smoldering looking guy. No. Dominic. Per- oh, okay. I like this guy. Yeah, we'll we'll do him. Yeah, we'll do him. I, th- I thought he was a good fit for Bill than the look that he has. Okay, because when you said Prison Break, it's like, oh my god, is it that main dude? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be the skinny dude. Uh, and then we'll do Human Torch, we'll do Zac Efron for that. Uh, they seem to really want Zac Efron in the movie at some point. Yeah, and Doctor Doom, do we want to go Bardem? Yeah, that works for me. All right, so that's that's pretty, I mean, look at that billing right there. You got John David Washington, Ariana Grande, Dominic Purcell, Zac Efron, and Javier Bardem. I think that'd be a badass movie. I think, I think you got, and I mean, come on, Kevin Feige's making it. He'll make anything we turn, in, well, anything we do into into gold. So it doesn't even matter. I mean, come on, come on now, come on, son, he'll do it. Kevin Feige. I, I love the, I love John David Washington as Mr. Fantastic. I think it's such I a think good that'd pick. be awesome. Yeah, I think that I think it's a fantastic pick. Fantastic. No, no pun intended. Seriously. Yeah, and and we and for people listening, like we didn't talk about this beforehand. Nope. We didn't share our picks. No, this is not part of the Google Doc. Dave and I did this completely on our own. Yeah, I've, we each have separate documents for this. Yes, for sure. Uh, so that's that. That's all the MCU news. There's uh, it's fit to print right now. As we announced on Twitter, we're going to do uh, the ultimate MCU rankings broken down into two parts for episodes 199 and 200. We got more than 40 lists compiled for that, so uh, keep it locked. It's we have the final rankings. Dave and I are the only people who have seen them. And you guys will be lucky enough to hear them. Uh, the ultimate rankings, rather, you guys will be lucky enough to hear them. Dave and I are the ones who have seen them. And you'll be lucky enough to hear them probably at some point in January. Um, so we're super excited for that. Dave, uh, I'm not even going to say anything to tease that list, but I am very excited to go through it. Yeah, it's um, when we looked at it, there were certainly some surprises. There were certainly some ones that we expected, but... Um, it was looking through all the lists that we got sent. There's a lot, lot of variety, and I think that really made the list solid. And I think, but I think all that variety definitely weeded out the outliers. I feel like it's still a pretty solid list. 
yeah, like <clears throat> certainly there was some that had like crazy things that that we yes. we consider crazy rather. Everyone has different opinions, but oh yes. um, definitely it definitely weeded out some of the outliers and made it so that they were brought kind of back down to earth and, and the range was kind of much more in line with what we expected. Absolutely. And that's that's all we got for this week. Next week, uh, Dave, Dave over here gets the week off from the main episodes, the Albums of the Year Roundtable. We got Ryan Gibbs. We got Olivia Peral. We got Steve Scott. We got Vanessa Scott. Very excited for all of them to come on and do, talk some albums with me. Uh, we'll have Jeopardy again next week, obviously, as well. And then after that, I believe Dave is the one we do uh, Wonder Woman 1984. And then we kick off the new year, as we always do with Brandon Maxwell, doing 2021 movies and 2021 TV shows. So uh, some great episodes coming up. Dave, uh, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at David underscore Albiani on the Twitter machine. I'm at Jacob underscore Morocco. This podcast is at CSL Podcast on Twitter. You can find us at CSLpodcast.com. Dave and I both have stuff coming down the pipeline there, so check it out. And uh, go listen to old episodes, like, rate, subscribe, five-star, do all that fun stuff. And we will see you guys next week.